Since making this podcast, one of the businesses we named, being the ANZ Bank, has reversed its policy and is now helping Range and Field with its banking. In fact, it's doing more than just that. Please listen through the podcast and we'll give you an important update at the end of the interview. We speak with an Adelaide Hills-based dealer about something that many other dealers have faced in finding buys from banks, payment providers and social media platforms. What do you mean? An African or European swallow? I, I don't know that. Who do you know? So much about swallows. Well, you have to know these things when you're a king, you know. Welcome to the Go News Australia podcast. It's the podcast for Australian shooters. You just want the political interference taken out of shooting. Okay, I've got Joe Barton from Range and Field Gun Shop in South Australia. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, really good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Uh, you're in Kersbrook, is that right? Yes, we're, uh, we're between Kersbrook and Re- Williamstown in the Adelaide Hills on the border of the Barossa. Yeah. yeah, just uh, north of Chain of Ponds, I think. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up in Adelaide a um, long, long, long time ago, but I um, still remember that area well. And I think you um, actually, since I was there, the National Australian National Motor Museum sort of moved up uh, towards the, uh, your way too. That's in Birdwood, yeah. Yep. Birdwood, yeah. Okay. A bit further on than us. Okay, so Range and Field, uh, you just having a bit of a look at your site, you've got quite a range of products. Um, so just want to explain some of who you cater to. Sure. So um, we're a very small gun shop. It's just my husband and I that run it and we run it from our property. Uh, we do have new firearms, but we mainly specialise in secondhand firearms Um ammo and we're also branching out both of us are ex-defense and we have an interest in collecting world war ii um, items and world war one items so we're branching out into uh, war memorabilia as well so oh, a bit lovely. of everything yeah so your main audience looks like it's really hunting hunters that's your main yes audience yeah okay. yeah so, You've also got on your website, uh, and the reason why we're talking with you, an open letter, which you also sent us. Uh, Do you just want to give us a rundown of what that open letter talks about? Sure. So we have been um, running as a business since the end of 2020. And at the time, um, Matt is also a plumber and he's been business banking with one of the big banks for at least 20 years. And we wanted to get a bank account opened in the name of Range and Field. And the bank said, no, we won't even open a, we won't open a bank account in the name. Uh, it's, it has to do with firearms. We want nothing to do with it. We also had at the time a square machine so that we could take um, credit card. So Square kept half of our money for six months and shut us down without any notice and um, said, sorry, you're undesirable. And yeah, just kept our money. They gave it back to us after six months. And we'd also rung another couple of banks and they just it's not like we wanted to borrow money. It was like we wanted to put our money in and they all said no. And also social media, we just 
get kicked off all the time. I guess the policies and the way they enforce it, it's, it's been obviously fairly well cut. Well, there's been a lot of cover given to that issue um, by by a few people uh, over the past few years. So the fact that it's, it's happened is it's probably not news, but um, I'm interested in just, just actually going back a bit over about what it means for you given your business and what you do. Uh, now, the letter itself uh, will be on our website uh, with the, the article uh, about this issue. Uh, do you want to just give it an idea of who, what have you seen by particular businesses? I mean, you've told us about Square. Who else have you heard about and what does it mean for, uh, trying to run a business? Sure. So um, we we wanted to obviously offer our customers visa and credit card facilities and we had so much trouble getting an actual FPOS machine for our shop. In the end, the bank that we went with, um, they use a third party for their FPOS machine and they said they probably won't give it to you if we tell them that it's for your firearms shop so it's actually on one of our other businesses which is our parent mm. company so you know how well i suppose we just pay one lot of bass so it you know it's not really illegal but even so it's not really great when someone comes into our shop and they get a receipt for plumbing <laughs> yeah yeah okay so just going back in time, I mean, I've, I've kept um, some records of companies over the years that had uh, these sort of policies in place, and they include Bank Australia, Bank of Queensland, Ben & Jerry's, the you know, American Ice Cream Company, Levi's, um, QB, who does insurance, uh, and TNT FedEx, and also some of the car rental companies uh, won't do business with the farms industry. And, of course, on the banks, with the other banks, the NAB was, was quite a a prominent story a while ago uh, and there was an article which was put out by the weekly times which if i can actually pull it up here uh it actually talked about the nab re rejecting banking or removing banking services from the farms industry and it said that it was actually in the wake of the banking royal commission at the time you might remember the banking the basically the lenders really copped it in fact so did the regulators because they of their supervision in relation to vulnerable people had nothing to do with the firearms industry at all and yet they're using that as as an excuse CIFA, uh, in fact it was laura patterson who's then working for the shooting industry foundation of australia appointed i mean that they, they led a campaign to to really push back against that because that was who they represent well the anz are actually uh the bank that we had been banking with and they knocked us back. Um, I do have an excerpt of an email that I've received from our local state member um, in our electorate. And she has written in there that at the federal level, the Honourable Bridget McKenzie made representations to the Australian Prudent Regulation Authority in 2020 and they confirmed that they're not aware of any legislation, regulation or at any level of government that would prevent authorised institutions lending to licensed firearms traders. So basically, it's just something that the banks have made up and they decide that, you know, 
that's what they're going to do. Yeah, Bridget's done a lot of work for, for shooters over the years. Uh, and, in fact, it's, it's interesting too that if the if the companies actually conspired, if they actually got together and made agreements between themselves not to supply the firearms industry, they actually would they'd actually fall foul of competition law. Um, but, yeah. you know, this is the problem is they tend, they tend to follow each other with, you know, whatever's trendy at the time. And this has become trendy to go after the firearms industry. Uh, and But as I said, at least there have been a couple of instances where fighting back has worked. Um, but I... You know, it's hard to know how long if this is going to come up again. I mean, you're experiencing it now, uh, and you were so frustrated that you put this open letter out. What other responses have you had related to the letter? Have you had any, any feedback? Any other from anybody else? I I have had some feedback. Other other political parties that I expected to actually respond haven't. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, but uh, we have had response from the Shooters, Fishers and Firearms Party, which sort of says it for itself. Um, we have also, I've also spoken um, to Tony Passon and Alex Antic, who are in for the Liberal Party in South Australia and they, um, I gave them our letter and they, you know, are reading it and very interested. And Mark Aldridge, who was a member for Parliament in South Australia, um, he is, he has started his own sort of group and he's going to start a political party and at the moment he's called the United Voice of All Australians. He's taken our uh, letter on board and he's drafting some things up and trying to help us in that way. She, Our local member, our local state member, she uh, responded with an email giving us, giving us some options that we could do with regards to the banking. Um, Unfortunately, most of the knockbacks that we've had with banking have been verbal, haven't been in writing. So I don't know if we could even take it further. What, what options were put forward to you? Uh, so that we could go to the Australian Banking Association via their consumer advocates uh, and we could make a complaint there or we could go to the South Australian Small Business Commissioner um, with specific examples of the challenges presented by the banks. So, like I said, they were verbal at the time when they were refusing to open us accounts. So what what can we do, really? Yeah, the Australian Banking Association did a review of its own code uh, three, four years ago. And um, I remember being involved, I made a submission, as did other people along the same lines to say that this kind of, you know, we are discriminated and we're not the only group, but we're probably one of the bigger groups. We are discriminated against. Uh, there's no commercial basis for it. You know, if, if there was a risk to to the bank, a commercial risk, you could understand why they might might um, you know provide different products at different prices um, and or maybe even cut services if you, if you were doing something that was really really profound but um, they've decided to put you in that bucket anyway yeah I mean our industry is so highly regulated you know we have to follow the letter of the law when we're selling firearms and ammunition so 
you know, to say that we're high risk, I, I think is a bit contradictory because we do have to tickle boxes. And it's not just about running the business. It's, it's also, and I think uh, if they don't already know it, they need to know it you know, through watching this, that the manufacture of firearms, the, the movement of firearms, the acquisition of firearms, the disposal of firearms, where you can use firearms and ammunition uh, is basically signed off by not just a regulator, but it's actually the police forces in, in respective states. So, And the Attorney General, like if you want to bring new guns into Australia. Yes. Yep. Uh, and they need to understand too that those authorities can be yanked at any time. There's no right to have those authorities. You don't just apply and it's just automatically proved that, in fact, if you're not a fit proper person, um, you lose that authority. So the banks have actually got nothing to fear. Absolutely nothing to fear because there is no risk. They've always failed to to identify them. The next state election in South Australia is 2026. And, I mean, if it's a long way off. If you actually had some traction through one of the political parties or, or candidates or something, it would actually give them probably just enough time, believe it or not, to, to do something. But my fear is that, sure, the politicians are just, they don't want to spend any, invest any time on this issue. They don't really want to. And, uh, you know, when you go to your local members, they 95% of the time, they will just follow the party line and they will, in fact, they'll seek advice from their, their colleagues in Adelaide and, uh, and, and just parrot whatever they can back to you. And to give you options like that is just lame. She did, um, she did, you know, try and empathise with us because she comes from a farming family. So she uh, she said, okay. yes, I understand how important firearms are to the community and things like that. But, yeah, basically it was a, thanks so much, here you go, give it a try. <laughs> well, at least she's being polite about it um, but still following the party line. I mean, we've got a guy in uh, Western Australia, member for Darling Range, uh, Hugh Jones, who won't, he actually runs a mile when uh, when shooters want to go to see him. He won't even see them. Um, but unfortunately, the outcomes are pretty much the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this letter, is there any other plans in terms of who you, you, you would approach or you, you, think, you think you might be running a bit, a bit light on there? <laughs> well, um, so we went to a meeting in another town further along from us the other week and there were two Liberal members, one senator and one sitting member for the state in federal and um, they, they sort of said, you know, join a political party because then you ha actually have more say and, you know, apart from that, you just sort of like a bit of a keyboard warrior. So um, we're, we're looking into, you know, becoming more political and pushing, pushing our agenda. And also, you know, we, I think with the firearms community, we need to band together and just make a stand, basically. This episode of Gun News Australia is brought to you by Politics Reloaded. Make sure you follow our podcast or simply join our email list at politicsreloaded.com. Yeah, we, I think part of what I'm 
have in mind is 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 actually growing something that's a bit different from what we've done in the past. Part of the problem is if we're trying to rely on the current shooting organisations out there, once you've got, you know, the followings and, and the money, part of the problem is that they are they have to work with government on on matters, whether they're leases, whether they're they're getting funding. So they're sort of welded to that process. So they can't very much bite the hand that feeds them. Uh, and that and that's a, an systemic problem. With political parties, there's been mixed successes over the years. I mean, to set up a party, uh, and I, I've done it. This it's actually hard to get the right people on board because political skills is something that we don't have a lot of in shooting. Because most of us we're small business people, we're uh, accountants, we're spray painters, we're delivery people. We're, we're, you know, whatever we are, uh, and then that's not the skill set that's going to get you over the line. When it comes to political capital, I think the advice you were given about probably joining a, a party is is the right one. It'll, it's going to depend on where you are. There might be no point joining a political party in one electorate because it might be you're going to be the only shooter there. But it might be wise if you if you're somewhere else to actually be part of that that party there because at least if you can, yeah, look if you can have a say and convince you can, and support the candidates who actually support you then at least you've got half a chance of getting there but look that, that's a, it's, a, it's a hard road it's a long road but i don't think joe there's that many other options no we're we're sort of lucky where we're situated um we are in a semi-rural area with a lot of farmers around us uh, that's how we actually sort of opened our shop we were just secondhand firearm dealers before that and we had customers coming in saying oh just open a shop and get some ammo because we don't want to drive down the hill so we do have quite a few firearms owners that live around us and that live in our electorate so we're pretty lucky in that way yeah and, and that's good at least it keeps the uh, the money coming through through the door but you also those farmers may not really be motivated to actually back the cause yeah. um, because f sure firearms are, are an issue they just want to get the pack of ammo and get out most of the time because i've got to go go down the road to the supermarket and then pay the insurance and that sort of stuff um but gee whiz for those who are in the trade um all we can hope as another option is that somebody else you know comes up on the on the horizon but we're too small a market australia's you know it might happen somewhere else but we're, we're too far away from anybody else to matter i think to other potential banking providers I, I, it sounds to me like politics is the only avenue that's, that's available and it's going to vary from electorate from electorate as to how you go yes is there anything else on See. this that uh that comes to mind um the only other thing is social media in australia um you know we it actually says in their community standards that bricks and mortar shops can, firearms shops, can advertise their goods on Facebook as long as they're not selling them on Facebook. So Facebook takes yep. down a lot of posts and I've been talking to other firearms businesses as well and we've all been in Facebook jail and, you know, we've all, I've had my personal page taken down, we've all had our business pages with thousands of followers taken down and you have to start again. Um, so it's actually quite bizarre that Facebook doesn't follow their own community standards. Uh, you know, they just take it down and then we have to fight against it and say no. But um, 
that's that's also a bit of a losing battle because they're based in America and we're over here and they don't really care. So we're moving to X. Everyone should move to X. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, hopefully the, they won't drink the same Kool-Aid as, uh, yeah. as, as Facebook. But, um, yeah, okay, that's, that's an interesting move. I actually will also note that um, I think YouTube – uh, they're pretty because obviously it's a different type of platform with you know with video, but they've got issues around the use of firearms on online. And I know that whilst they allow, for example, reviews to be posted, you know, of particular use of firearms, you can't do that on the live um, streams because I think they're, they're they don't want another sort of you know New Zealand type yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that's really sad. I mean, to, to see that. That Facebook aren't following their own their own rules on this, and uh, actually contacting me in the US is it's really hard. We've done that, and um, but it, look, they do respond, but it takes a long time. I I have um, even gone down the path of you know going to their review board, um, but I haven't heard anything back. So we just started a new page, slightly changed our name towards the end of us. Just before we got our page taken down, they were even saying that our logo was scary to people. <laughs> like, there it is there, just a person shooting clays. <laughs> That's going in, this, in the article. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, just somebody holding a shotgun shooting a clay. Wow. How offensive is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, Jay, look. Thank you so much for that. I hope you can stay out of Facebook jail and uh, you actually do get some traction with your local member. Uh, look, as I said, you've got two years to the next state election. You might see me on the way, but I think you find that time will fly um, and you really got to twist a rear, I think, to um, to, yeah, to get you, yeah, to at least try to get you some movement on, on your issue. So I really do hope you, you have some success there. So, but Joe Martin, thank you so much for that. Appreciate having you on. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me on. The ANZ has since contacted Range and Field to advise that denying banking services for legitimate firearm businesses is not their policy at all. They're not only going to provide banking services, but they're going to, in their words, educate the local branch, and they're also going to provide Range and Field with an FPOS machine, which gets around the problem they were having with Square. This is a great outcome. It's a win for dealers, a win for shooters, and an important win for our community. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gun Use Australia. It's important that dealers who've been affected by these policies stand up against this treatment. Even if you haven't been affected, don't let it happen to you. Get involved in protecting your sport and the future of your business. Bend the ear of your local state and federal politician and back pro-shooting causes at state and federal elections. And don't forget to like our Facebook page and subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you later.